Welcome to Bash University Live, everybody. It's great to have you with us. Uh, it's been an eventful uh, week here at Bash University. We've been uh, we've been working with uh, you know some of the greatest anglers on the planet uh, in the last week. Uh, Riz, we got the film with uh, we got the film with Ike, mm -hmm. and then we took a deep dive in the forward facing sonar with Schmidt yep. on uh, Brian Schmidt. Uh, some really, really innovative stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. We had a great week last week. Um, like you said, we worked with Mike, uh, had had some awesome topics with Mike. We did the top three hard baits for fall fishing, top three soft baits for fall fishing, and top three metal baits for fall fishing. So that was really, really cool. Eye-opening for me um, with the metal bait, seeing seeing a tail spinner come into play. Yeah. That, was, that was really, really cool. Awesome seminars for him. And then we got to... We got to work with the Dean, you, you know, <laughs> we, we, we broke, we broke things down with the Dean. We worked, we worked with a, with a heavy Ned rig. Um, and then we, and then we shot with Brian Schmidt the next day and did a deep dive on forward facing sonar. We did a Nico rig seminar, um, and a shallow cranking seminar. It was really, really good stuff. That stuff's going to be in the edit suite here real soon, guys. So stay tuned. It'll be coming your way. Right. People are already asking for the Brian Schmidt stuff. We all know that he's won with forward facing already a couple times Champlain down in Florida. And, uh, all, as I've been working with that and trying to continually develop my skill set with it, uh, it was really, uh, awesome to see how, see how he worked with it, picked up a lot of tips, some baits, some interesting tools, mm -hmm. uh, that he's using to make that system work. Um, it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's bad, classic Bass University stuff. And Brian has become the consummate pro, really getting to be um, a great at teaching, which is uh, is not an easy thing to do. No, you know? it's, it's not. And he's he's really become comfortable in that in that role. And he uh, he's got a lot of knowledge to give. So it's, it's a good guy to be working with. Yeah. And he's going to keep hammering them uh away oh, yeah. as as he continues to win at an alarming rate and uh we had so we had a great film shoot um out on the water pretty much all week last week which was which was fantastic and then um you know when that shoot concluded uh justin proceeded to you know try to destroy my landscaping features um and plant his uh his f-150 on one of my rock formations at the at, at the mouth of my driveway justin um you you rearrange things nicely i think i i think i like it the way it looks better now what does shelly think <laughs> oh, that's awesome i didn't hear about this <laughs> well so, you know i thought we were <laughs> In the house. What, <laughs> so what happened, Beetle? Tell us what tell us what went down. Beetle, <laughs> Beetle's getting Beetle's turning red. Quiet. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, it's, it's it's just pure honesty. That's what this whole show's about today. Yeah, yeah. Is honesty, long, Justin. It was a long drive. Me and Pete were hungry. We snacked on some coconut cashews on the way home, and. I, I they I saved out the driveway and then the I, I couldn't see nothing you know i'm not used to the dean driveway either it's got a little curve to it so i wasn't you know and then the light came on in the driveway and it kind of blinded me a little bit next thing you know uh f-150s on top of pete's landscaping rock and uh i'm sure shelly doesn't like me anymore and, uh yeah it was just you know 
that's hilarious. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> you know, we're, we're like, I think we're like two for three on <laughs> interns or past interns messing up landscaping features. <laughs> Remember when Eric hit the hit the, the oh, columns out front? Yeah. yeah. So so Eric took out the columns on on, on this, this driveway, drive. and <laughs> Justin, the formerly upgraded intern, you know, <laughs> might have been downgraded now, is taking out the deans. Yeah. yeah, that was. I, I thought that was staying in house, but <laughs> hey, we gotta let the people know, yeah, man. Yeah. More on that. More on that later. It's, put it on four wheel drive, brother. Yep. Yep. I. It, it was funny because the way we did it, like I pull out a drive when he pulls his truck in my drive. I have the boat and truck in my driveway, and and he pulls in to get you know to get off the street, and uh, so then when we come back, I have to pull. Uh, you know, I pull past my driveway and Justin gets out and, you know, to take his truck out of the driveway. And then I would pull my rig into that spot. Sure. And, and as I'm waiting in the road, I see sparks. <laughs> I see stones flying into the air. Oh, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's hilarious. In, in Justin's defense. There's you don't got to defend me. No. Yeah, was... Who puts whose brilliant idea is it? To put giant stones on the edge of driveways as landscape features, so that when you screw up, you smash your vehicle into them. Um, Pete, I think it's your house. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's I got talked into it. They're like, "Look, these stones—they'll—they'll they'll pull off this feature, and they look great, and they do all this other crap." And I'm like, "Great! I'm—I got a boat and a truck, and I'm in and out all the time. If I screw up, I'm going to smash my." fiberglass on the rock that's anyway i, I want to make a quick oh, mention shit. dan allen said he enjoyed y'all's little tournament the other day it was fun to see y'all trying to catch fish but he lost ten dollars on justin yes dan <laughs> dan did go down in that bet um justin justin's got all the fans yeah, so in, you, in the live videos tell that I've, i had a little bit of a rough week yeah rich Beat my butt fishing as usual. I run into a rock. I mean, <laughs> you're in, you're endearing next. yourself to the fans. You're always going to have people rooting for you. I, I, yeah, that's a that's almost a bad thing. Cause they're like, I want the kid that can't catch fish to win. <laughs> <laughs> the underdog. Yeah, so I'm always the underdog now. <laughs> we got to we got to work on your mental toughness yeah, too. Now I, I can see out, it's, my mental toughness is there, Pete, but. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, just been been tough, tough on me. I can't beat Riz. Well, yeah, uh, I know. Riz is, you know, making up unfair rules as you go along. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's taking the trolling motor, and even when he doesn't have it, he's cutting cutting you off with his casts. He's a he's a tough customer out there in these little battles. Yeah, hey, I know. He's, you know, he, like, Tracy says, "Go, Justin, before. go." So you got you got some fans. Tracy's yeah, your probably. biggest fan. She's probably she wants to see JH come out. She's from Buffalo, New York. Yep. I, yeah. I noticed we got to work on this. When when we get to the last 15 minutes, Justin, you're you're packing it in. That's I wouldn't say that's true. I, I like to play mind games and think that I'm packing it in. First uh, really psychology. I, yeah. Uh. But you know what <laughs> Didn't needs sound to like change? That. I need I need like a little rigging session before. Because I'm lazy. I have a jig on all the time because I I never take it off. And then I just die with the jig in my hand. And then Rich has got a freaking 
Ned rig on, like, you know. I want to win, brother. We're on a a private lake. I didn't know I have to go with a Ned rig to get a bite, you know? I think next time I should be able to pick each one of your baits and you have to get the fish with that bait. See, that's, that's what I need, like. I don't, I don't think know. you want that, Justin. <laughs> no, I'm cool with it. I'll I can, pick like the prettiest one. Yeah. Stick with one. Uh, the fish catching just went out the window. If I'm not getting bites, <laughs> I'll die with something in my hand that ain't working. But so should we continue with this challenge? I think we can expand it. We'd like to challenge some Bash U subscribers. Uh, Let on the viewers choose the bait. That's a good. On, yeah, that would be That's fun. A good one. Yeah, make rich fish out of the back of the boat i just i let riz win because he's such a good guy and you know i just sometimes i feel bad for him and i just (laughs) i gotta let him have his you know well congratulations you're you're two and oh two and oh two and oh 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 on the challenge and you guys thought i was gonna forget but you have a little hat there <laughs> All right. Happy, happy, Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Did we satisfy the requirement? <laughs> <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I want to wish you guys. I know we're we're not gonna see you um you know before Thanksgiving. So we wish you the best and your family the best uh on this season. Hopefully you get a chance to get with uh get with your family, maybe even get out and do a little fishing and uh and happy thanksgiving we um that's all that's all you're getting out of me joss i'm not wearing a hat becky made me made me wear all kinds of costumes and uh you at least got me to put it on it is now it's over over. (laughs) next year i'll get you dressed up as turkeys yeah full turkey costumes you love the costumes i do Jacob Fouts is on our show today, guys. A lot of you guys have been seeing him in the social media rounds. His his brutally honest videos about his experience on the elites and through this uh, sport of professional fishing have captured a lot of people's attention. Uh, The the harsh realities in a lot of cases of what it's like uh, out on the elite tournament trail at the top level. And he's a terrific angler. He's a college national champ. He's been to the Bassmaster Classic. He's a three-time Elite Series competitor. He's, uh, you know, he's competed well and done really well out on out on the top stage. And uh, so we're gonna. Be, and he's also an instructor at Bass University. He's from the Lake Chickamauga area, and and he teaches about deep cranking with us at Bass University. Yeah. And you you definitely want to check that out and uh looking forward to talking to jacob how did he get uh to the top level without sponsorships how was he able to build his fishing knowledge his fishing skill set uh without having the 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 big backing that a lot of the other guys have so um so we're we're looking forward to talking to him and i want to open it up to you guys for questions uh also man we got come to class you gotta you gotta get tickets they're selling fast uh, we have our early special or holiday special going on right now. It's still 10% off. It makes a great gift. If you want it for the holidays, ask your significant other uh, to get you a ticket. Uh, we see that because a lot of the wives and, and girlfriends are always buying tickets for their men. And that's really cool. We love that. We love getting the ladies in class too. But go, right now, uh, all the tickets are uh, on sale and that'll be going on to November 30th. So definitely take advantage of that. And we also have 
so if you can't make it to a class, you can see all of our education on Bash University and you can subscribe. And what is our deal we got going on right now? Justin? We got the Black Bass Friday deal, and that's a $99 annual deal, and you get a $50 tax. Oh, my rack. gosh. Nice. Card back, and then, you know, you can stock up on those Ned rigs and catch more <laughs> fish than me. That's what you need. Can't beat it. Can't, can't beat it. Deadly Nedley. Can't beat that and can't beat the deal going on. And so, can't beat Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> seems that you can a rock can that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> rock riz two and oh rock one and oh yep. versus the beetle the uh we have some other great stuff you're watching on social like and share the feed and what are, what are we getting you're getting a g-force th marine handle that. which pete needs yes the g-force <laughs> handle that what that might have helped me uh, last year that's for uh like and share the feed and we're gonna give we're gonna nice. give somebody the g-force handle and this is the prop nut uh from th marine and it this is awesome this is going to be for our grand prize it's the eliminator it's it it eliminates vibration it really helps Sweet. your trolling motor operation quiet no, vibration and quiet it's the deal uh, so we're giving that away for the grand prize. So pay attention to what we're talking about today. And uh, w what's Dan Allen's record? He's got to be like 10 and 5. He's got to be like 105. He's like the, got the ultimate winning record. Uh, but So you'll be competing against him. The grand prize question will be written on our IM board. So, uh, so get over there and get yourself subscribed so that you can try to win one of those prizes. What do you got? Oh, I got you know we're ready to go to commercial. I guess. Okay. I, I thought I thought you were going to take us to a different direction. Oh, you know I can take us a direction. I'll go there. Go there real quick, guys. Stay tuned. This week we got some awesome seminars getting released on Bash UTV. Uh, our on water piece is Fletcher Shryock finesse flipping. Flipping doesn't always mean nineteen foot rod, seventy eight pound braid, and a hook this big. It can be finesse as well um and fletcher shryock does a great job of breaking that down how he uses his finesse flipping system and then our classroom release is will davis fishing the shaky fish which was uh, some would say created and perfected by davis lures um you can think of it as a as a the pulse fish style of bait or the um it's the shaky fish. That that's that's what it is. So check that out this week. Uh, Will Davis breaks down how he uses that bait in all kinds of different situations: heavier weights, lighter weights, uh, how to put big fish in the boat with it. So they're all going to be on Bash UTV. Check them out. Is that is that the? Um, it's like the scrounger head. The scrounger head. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Bait, which is is really key. Of course, the great Aaron Martin's uh, was heavily involved in in helping them design this. Uh, so, and it, it's a technique that still is not being utilized, yeah. uh, really as much as, as it should be. Yeah. So guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be back with Jacob Fouts, uh, and we're going to be diving into what's going on in his world right now and, uh, learning about how he made it to the top level and staying there, uh, with little to no sponsorship backing. It's really an awesome, uh, awesome story. So hang in there. We'll be right after. Be back right after this.
leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in the tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Portland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915. I have to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie eyewear, built for the pros. Price for everyone. Welcome back to Bash University Live, everybody. Uh, glad you're with us on this pre-Thanksgiving show. What a what a great week, man! It's uh, Thanksgiving is just one of my favorite holidays, and uh, except for the traffic, which uh, is out of control. We are we saw that last week driving around. So I hope uh, I hope you get to where you're going without without too much trouble just seems like there's a lot more people on the road right now there are yesterday leaving work i didn't get home it took me about an hour and 40 minutes to get home what 55 was backed up all the way people are traveling mm -hmm. uh and that's great that's awesome i didn't know there was that many people in the world yeah <laughs> they are out there they're on the road so um glad you guys are with us and um jacob fouts is going to be on with us here i know he's waiting in the queue and we're going to bring him on straight away because it's been uh pretty pretty impactful uh and we haven't seen very many people 
um, really just call it like they see it. And it's, it's really hard to do uh, with, with so much pressures on tournament fishing and sponsorship and tournament organizations looking at you. Right. Um, man, it's, it, it's, it's hard to do. Yep. So I tip my hat to Jacob uh, for, for doing that. And let's bring him on uh, Justin um, because he was, he was honest and he called it like he, like he sees it. And, uh, and I'm really glad that you're here with us today, Jacob, man. I, I, I appreciate you, you know, stepping out like that and, and look forward to talking to you today. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you letting me come on and share my, uh, share my story. It's great. It's great story. Uh, and we'll, we're going to take it from beginning to end, but I, I'm looking at the views on, on some of your, the, the two in particular YouTube videos, I guess they're the most recent ones. And, and the, the people are fascinated, you know, people, want to hear uh what you have to say they want to tune in i'm assuming you're getting a, a little of both sides you're getting a little positive and negative yeah man I, the the feedback i've gotten from the two videos has been it's it's been a little bit unbelievable i didn't i didn't really expect it to to take off the way it did i didn't expect the the videos to get the amount of views they did and the, and the feedback it's gotten like you know like like you're saying it's been 98% of it's been all good, but you get, you're getting a little bit of getting a little bit all sides. So it's, it's, it's been cool for me to see the feedback and, and realize that people want to hear, hear my story and hear, hear what I have to say. That's been, that's been eye opening to me in, in that aspect that I kind of, I just, I never thought people would, would want to hear from, from the guy who's always, who's always been the quiet guy, the, the guy who just kind of, stands and hides in the shadows and, and does does things his own way and you know doesn't doesn't step out into the spotlight tries tries not to step out in the spotlight but yeah I also at the same time it was like I'm sitting here beating my head up against the wall it felt like so I might as well take a step out of my comfort zone and try to share my experience and you know hopefully by sharing my experience I could I could help someone out who's who's maybe wants to do this for a living or or you know just just i mean really really it was just coming from a place where i was frustrated and i'm like you know what i wish someone would have put something out where i could i wouldn't have had a misinformed perception of the of this industry and this in the sport itself so i was like well, i'll just put it out there and you know hopefully I I knew it was probably going to be a little controversial if it took off. People might misinterpret what I was trying to say, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to help give people a full full grasp of the sport and industry so that they can set themselves up for success a little bit better than than I have so far in my first two years on the Elite Series. That that's the honesty is appreciated, I think, by most. And uh, and really, what the the it comes down to is we're talking about. Uh, sponsorship for those of you that didn't say, uh, you know, we're talking about the sponsorship and finances and the, the, the massive, you know, uh, the massive finances that are required to get out there and compete in this sport and, and main get obtain and maintain sponsorship, uh, is, is you know, wouldn't, would you call that a synopsis of, of what you were talking about? Yeah, for sure. And it was definitely mostly geared at the the sponsor side and finance side of the sport how 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 difficult that that is and i think that i think that i had a coming into the the industry 
two years ago, I think I had the wrong perception of what the industry was like. I kind of had the perception that, well, shoot, I made the elite series now. It's all, it's going to be easy from here. Like, you know, you, you get, you get to that level and it's like, it's like, you know, well, you've made it. Well, you, you didn't, you just made it to the elite series. That's all, that's all you did. It, it doesn't really change anything on the, in the industry side of the sport and it doesn't make the finances just get harder. So. Yeah. Like the, I know the thing that I've talked about before is, uh, you know, when you other sports are different, right? The uh, when you when you make it to the MLB or the NFL, you get the minimum contract of some kind. And when you qualify at the top level in either fishing trail, you get a hundred thousand dollar bill, uh, <laughs> which is is the reality. It goes the other way. Yeah, no, it's. It's it it goes the opposite of uh, like you're saying. It's, it's the exact opposite of a of a of the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, anything like that, where those guys have a guaranteed paycheck coming in. We we don't have that, unfortunately. We're we're on the hook for at least seventy five thousand dollars before we ever make a cast. If if you want to factor in all your expenses and, and entry fees, so it's you. I mean, you have to make a significant amount of money just to just to make a profit. Seven is that is that uh is that a real figure? I always That's thought a, it was a hundred thousand. Is it, it it's different for everyone, guys? Uh, for me, it's I don't I don't have a I, I still have to sit down and look at my expenses for this year, but I think last uh, my rookie year I spent like seventy three thousand dollars. I was I'm able to where I'm at in my life currently, I'm able to to cut my expenses a little bit. I don't have the same expenses as a lot of guys do that have a family and stuff like that. So my, my expenses aren't necessarily the as high as some guys are, but I would say, I would say a rough estimate for, for most guys, you're looking anywhere from between 70 and a hundred plus thousand dollars. Somewhere in that range is, is what you're looking at for a year on the elite series. That's a big price tag. Yeah. Big Man, stuff. That's a, that's a big deal. And, um, I, I, talk to me a little bit about the feedback that you've gotten. Um, like when you're that honest, right? That I, I think that's right. I'm praising you for that. I appreciate the honesty. I've lived this life that you're living right now and, and faced it, you know, uh, even though my entry fees were less when I was at, at out on tour, but at the same time, they were insurmountable uh, to, uh, to deal with. And, uh, Tell, tell me about the, the pot. Like, I praise you for being honest. What are some of the positive comments you've got from people? Yeah, no, the feedback's been been great, especially from the fans and my peers, other anglers. The, the, uh, pretty, I, from the fans of my peers, the feedback's been, it's been all good, really. It's, you know, guys are supportive and like, hey, man, you know, we're going through the same thing. Or, you know, guys will come to you and be like, you know, I, we go through the same thing and whatever our whatever we do making whatever industry we're in, you know, it's a kind of the same way here. It's, it's been, it's been good. It's been eye opening that people, people are very relatable to, are relating to what I've gone through and they kind of, they see that and they, 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 they want to hear the story. They, they like hearing it because they, they, they can relate so much to it. It's been, it's been the, it's just been an overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive it's it's all been over just i mean i can't i can't understate how 
98% of the feedback's been all positive, just people being supportive and asking how they can help. Uh, you know, we love hearing your story. Keep, keep sharing this stuff. We, we love hearing it. It's like, it's just been, it's been, it's been all, it's been good. It's been, it's been, it's really been a breath of fresh air. I've really enjoyed it. Man, that's great. Well, and that, that's surprising. Cause like we, we've, I've heard and seen some of the negative stuff uh, where, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know, t- talk to me about that part of it. Like there's been some sponsorship blowback. There's uh you know, what are you experiencing on the negative side? Yeah, no, there's been some negative uh, people calling me a whiner, calling me entitled, <laughs> call me what you want. It doesn't matter to me. I, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, I, I don't feel like I was whining. It's like, I, like I've said before, where I'm at in the industry is a doing of my own, of myself. I, I, this is, this was me being stubborn for two years and not realizing, not grasping, getting a different perception of the, how the industry is. Um, it's, it's my own fault. It's not so much based around fishing anymore where you it's, you have to build a, you have to be build your brand as much as you have to worry about catching bass. That's, that's the way it is. But no, the, uh, fortunately some people in the industry didn't really appreciate what I had to say for whatever reason caught, uh, truth hurts, I guess. Um, uh, nothing I said, was it's all stuff I've experienced. It's been stuff other guys experience, guys in the industry. My peers are dealing with it because they've reached out and say, Hey, we're going through the same thing. Same stuff's happening to us. So it's like, you can't, I understand how you can be upset by it, but it's, it's on them. They let it get this way. It's not, it's not on, it's, it is on us as anglers, but it, it's not at the same time. You can't be upset with me because it's the truth. That's the way it is. If you don't like it, that's too bad. It's that's the way it is. I, I'm not. I'm not taking a shot at anyone. It's it's just the way it is. But like I said, I had two companies, uh, two two people. I two companies that I uh, appreciated a lot. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't. My I didn't want my videos to come across as me taking a shot at anyone that supports me. That wasn't what I was doing at all. Because I'm incredibly appreciative of the companies that, that were doing what they could for me with with what i was doing for them let's let's not get that twisted um it was just it was frustrating in the fact that they couldn't even reach out and give me a phone call and be like hey man what's your get explain your thought process on this you know it was just a text message hey we're we're going our separate ways like it, it just bothered me in that fact that they couldn't reach out and give me a phone call mm. yeah that that's... Was, that's just like I, I, there's a lot I could say that I'm just not going to say, but it, it is what it is. It's done over with. They can go their way. That's fine with me, man. That, that's tough. It, that, and, and it's, it's gotta be ratcheting up too now because it's a tough sponsorship market out there right now uh, in the industry. Cause the, overall the industry seems to be having cutbacks across the board. So it's, it's ramping, ramping the pressure up on everybody involved in pro angling right now. But Jocelyn, we've got an IM for yeah, Jake. We're getting a few questions around the same type of questions. So I'm just going to ask a blanket one. What changed your mindset from when you started professionally with gaining sponsorships to where you stand now? Uh, so for me, it's like, okay, so growing up, I, I've known quite a few people that, that have done it for 
done it as a living. I fished on the Elite Series. I was fortunate, you know, fortunate enough to know some people, and I'd always ask what, you know, what, what's the biggest piece of advice you could get give to a kid like me who wants to do this for a living? And dude, the amount of times I I heard just focus on catching bass and you do that and that's mm. everything else will fall in place. And that's been the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Cause uh, you make it to the elite series. You've caught them along the way, buddy. You've, you've caught them. There's no, you can't, you can't fake your way to the elite series. I'm, I'm sorry. You just can't do it. Not, not, not in today's world with the caliber of anglers, maybe, maybe 30 years ago, you could, you could fake your way into it, but probably not. But it's just the the caliber anglers are so good today. It's that's not you can't you can't just focus on fishing anymore. It's not that's not the way it is for everyone up and coming. You cannot do that because you're going to do exactly what I did, where you spent you spent your whole life working to be the very best bass angler you could, and you didn't you didn't do a thing with social media. You didn't try to grow your brand. You were just you were so focused on being the best fisherman you could be. And in today's society and where this industry is today, you can't do that. You have to, you have to be able to move product and sell product. And if you can't do that, then you're going to get, then you're going to get in the situation I'm in where companies look at you and you're like, well, you hold no value to us. So we're not going to be able to do a whole lot for you. That's it's interesting because I've found myself saying that piece of advice to many because and but the reason why i've said that and is because what i've seen is uh, so many young people or aspiring pros get it the other way around like they spend all their time on social media all their time you know with uh trying to acquire sponsorship and they're neglecting the fish the game you know yeah, yeah no let's not let's not let's not get get it wrong you still have to focus you have still have to spend a the less you have to spend a block of your time still fishing you still have to be a good fisherman that's that's never going to change that, that still has to be a focus of people but also at the same time if you're not working mm-hmm. to always grow your brand or always work on the social media side of things you're going to get left behind now that's just that's the way it is. So there's, there's a, there's a, there's a balance you can find to where you can yeah. focus on, you can still focus on fishing and you can still, you can do the, the social media side of things as well. So it's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line. You, you can, you can do, you can do both and still, and set yourself up for a pretty successful career. Cause, cause uh, you know, winning, winning in today's industry doesn't mean what it used to, 10 years ago winning's not it's still important but it's not it's not it doesn't have the impact that it used to i think you're right you know because there's so much social media noise out there there's so much sensationalism that that a win uh can disappear a lot faster it used to be you would when you'd win you had like all that time and all that media for two weeks until the next tournament came along and you got another winner like you captured that audience for for hopefully even up to a month or more you know uh but now man i think you're right i think those wins uh they disappear a lot quicker yeah it's i feel like outside of the 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 classic or angler of the year you you get you win you get you get however long it is until the next tournament that's 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 the that's about the bulk of what you get out of, out of winning one. But by the time the next one rolls around, people pretty much forgot about it. 
and they just don't care anymore. It's, yeah, it just it just doesn't hold the just doesn't hold the value it used to. So you've got to have you've got to have that balance as you as you suggested that you got you got to balance that media exposure, the social media, and uh, and then continue and develop your tournament game. And it's uh, and we saw it like we had JT Tompkins on the show, and and it's interesting because he he focused pure, almost purely on fishing this year, and and uh, did really well, obviously winning the the EQ points, um, but he made a turn this year that okay, recognizing I I've got to start developing my YouTube channel, I've got to start developing my brand, or uh, or or. You know, he recognized exactly what you're talking about because the reality of it is, I don't know anybody that can survive on tournament winnings. You, 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 I've done it for two, I've somehow done it for two years, and there's been several, it's amazing, several points in my rookie year and this year where I'm like, well, shoot, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through the year. It's worked, it's all, you know, it's, it's all worked out the way it was supposed to, but I mean, it's, it's a ticking time bomb is what it is. It's, it's only a matter of time. It's a ticking time bomb. We've said that for a long time. Uh, Steve Kennedy famously is, 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 I would, I would say has a similar core, you know, career trajectory where uh, sponsorship has not been a focus for him. And he's done amazingly well uh, surviving on winnings, uh, but it's it's virtually impossible because, like you said, it's a ticking time bomb. Sooner or later, you're going to run into a slump where you go three or four events without a paycheck, and that mortgage keeps coming. Yeah, it's, it's a situation I got myself in this this year. I got in the worst the worst group of tournaments I've ever had in my life, and then like it was just it got down to where I'm like, well, this because if I don't make the cut here, this is my last one. It got that way, St. Clair. If I hadn't, if I hadn't made the fifty cut, I was done. I wasn't even going to be able to get. I didn't have enough money to get home. If yes. if I didn't make the cut, wow. So it's like, it's not. It's just not feasible to to make a, a living just on tournament earnings. If you don't, I mean, unless you win one, it's you're it's you're not going to make that much profit. You could make the cut in all nine. You made ninety thousand dollars, but at the end of the day, you only made what. Ten twenty thousand dollars in profit, maybe. Right, right, and that and that's why that sponsorship partnership is so important because it allows you to, uh, you know, be profitable and you know continuing, you know, continue down this sport. I applaud you for being able to make it that long. I mean, it's a super. It's a real testament to your talent and capabilities to to be able to be competitive with the best in the world on an absolute minimum budget. Uh, that's, that's phenomenal. Nobody can three years. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, I feel like, listen, I have, a, I've had some really good tournaments and I've had a, a stretch of really bad ones. And it's, so it's like my, the consistency I, is not where I wanted, wanted it to be. I've, I've, struggled in that aspect that aspect but i feel like i don't want to it's it's my own fault but at the same time there's a lot to be said about having the financial backing to where you can go to places and not have to worry about catching them to make to make money there's the guys that get to do that it's the the freedom it, the 
freedom it adds to your the mental side of the things is so much better because you can just go fish and not have to worry about you're not it's not constantly on the back of your mind or it's not that monkey on your shoulder that's constantly whispering in your ear all the time like dude there was a dude that there was a stretch this year where i would go out and fish and i like i could it felt like i had someone around my neck and as the day went on i could they would just feel like someone was choking me mm. all for the first six events that's all it, it was i just felt like someone was choking me out the whole time because i couldn't get my mind off like well shoot i gotta get i gotta make the cut so i can get, i can do, keep doing this I, I gotta make the cut so i can have some more money to keep doing this i don't know how i'm gonna pay my next deposit and, and it's like there's a lot to be said about about that side of the the, the mental side of that but having that financial freedom to not have to to worry about it and yeah and the taking that pressure off right that is tremendous it's got on your ability to compete but what about the other things that you got to give up like you've got it's like you're competing with one arm tied behind your back like you you can't put the pre-fish time in um that you know without a budget you can't uh you know where else are you or or is it showing it's you know capabilities buying 150 dollar glide baits is not is not an option you know it it affects everything like you were saying you can't like i can't go take a like during the off season i can't go places and pre-practice because i can't spend that i can't spend a thousand dollars to go there and come back because i need that to start the year right and it's like i gotta watch i can't just go buy five hundred dollars with a tackle because i need gas to put in my boat just to go fishing like i i can't it's it 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 affects everything you do it's not just everything it's it's everything yeah and i want to hit you with uh this one because we just got exposed to this guys rigging their boats for this season spending fifty thousand dollars in sonar uh for the season um i mean that's that's an insurmountable number, but I, you know, if the rules don't change, uh, you know, on the elites or, or on these other tours, that's what we're going to see. Uh, a lot of the guys with is mega amounts of sonar units and transducers all over their boat. That's a lot of cash. That's yeah, a lot of entry fees. Yeah. You're going to see guys with five, six Lasco transducers on their boat. And I'm like, I got one. That's all I can't, I can't afford to put another one on my boat right now. Cause I don't know what, I don't know how my season's going to start next year. If I don't catch them, I'm going to be back in the same position I was this year. So it's like, it's just, it's, it affects everything. It really does. Yeah. No well, doubt. Uh, so here, here's the thing though. And, and I want to, I, I eventually, I want to, I want to get into your fishing a little bit and kind of, okay. you know, how, how we got there. This whole conversation is we're focused on the social media and the sponsorship aspect. But just for everybody watching, because I have seen a few things on my message board, and I'm probably going to sound like the the people that, you know, maybe led you down the, the wrong road the, you know, early in your career. But you do have to be able to catch them first. Oh, like that is that yeah. is always first and foremost. And Tuck, I see you on the message board, bro. You're one of our younger subscribers. Keep learning how to catch them and work on your social as as you go. But keep focusing on how to catch them because if you put the cart before the horse, like Pete said, it's a recipe for disaster. So before we start diving really into the fishing stuff, I mean, Jacob, it is it is one hundred percent certainty that you learned how to catch them first. You 
you you put an amazing amount of time in from a very early age. You won a college national championship. You qualified through the opens. You've had top you've had top five finishes on the elite tiers. So that part is check that box off. Know how to catch them. Yes. What's your plan from here on? Well, for for, for the other aspect of this industry and this sport, how are you going to get the rest of the ball rolling? Yeah, no, it's so obviously like you're saying, I, I've. I've learned to catch them. I've that should that should be everyone's priority number one because if you can't catch them, none of this other stuff matters. Uh, so it's from I, I'm always going to be working on my craft. I'll always be working on the fishing side of things. That that will always that will always happen. But I've realized I can I can while I'm doing that, I can also help teach other people how to do that. I can help other people learn how to fish and expedite the process for them just like because I've, I've enjoyed the the few youtube videos i've made so i think there's a there's an avenue for me to to grow because people have shown that they they like they listen to what i have to say they like what i have to say and they want to hear more of what i have to say so i think going forward i'm going to try to kind of grow my my youtube channel and, and just put put stuff out that be unique and 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 show a side of the sport that, that people haven't seen the the financial side of things and while but also at the same time put out fishing content because i like i really enjoy i really enjoy helping the high school and college kids out um because i was in their shoes about five years ago so um i've always enjoyed just the little bit I've I've guided here at home, I've always enjoyed taking the high school and college kids the most just because they they're very receptive to what I have to say. And I just like I always like to give back to them because I was in their shoes, you know, five, six years ago. I, I graduated high school seven years ago. So it's like that was I was in those guys' shoes not that long ago. And uh, if I can sh- show them and help them out that they can if I can set them up better, that 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 would be a big deal for me just because like I was saying, I was in their shoes not that long ago and uh, I've always enjoyed giving back to, to those guys. I, I think uh, I, and I think that's amazing and uh, it's an awesome uh, objective. I, I want to encourage the honesty, the honesty got you. Uh, it got you noticed. Yeah, and... no, I've, I've always been a, I've always been an honest person. If someone asked me what I think. I've always been the person. I'll tell them. I'll tell. Them, I just call it how I see it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not out to say something because it might make you feel nice. Uh, I don't really care about people's. I, I I do care, but I don't care what people think. I like. I'm not. I don't worry about your feelings. If you like what I say, great. If not, sorry that it wasn't what you wanted to hear. I just. I'll call. I always call it how I see it. And I want to continue to call it how I see it. I can't imagine, like, diving into this, like, watching you from a different light. Like, oh, my God, Jacob has to win a check in this tournament to continue to the next one. To bring people along on that ride with you, I think, is is so relatable for other people that might have this dream or desire or, or even people that don't are, are watching this, this happen in front of them. Um, I think it's great, and I think that – Honesty, it, you know, I, I know it's it's cost you a little bit with some uh, relationships that kind of saw it differently. But I but I think I think you're likely going to find group companies that that align with that kind of thinking, 
you know, so although you may have lost some, I think you're, you're probably going to attract some surprises that maybe you didn't think were there. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I applaud you for it. And, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch you go down that road. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it way more than I thought it was a big, it was a big step for me to put out something like that, just to open up and tell people, give people my thoughts and share my experience. Cause I've never been a person that's, I've always just kind of kept it to myself. Cause it's, it's, I've always been like, it's no one else's business, but mine, people don't care. Uh, but people do care and people like hearing it. So I'm going to keep sharing it for people to people to see and follow along with. Well, keep it going. Um, I want to, I want to dive into, you know, Rich and I were talking about this. Uh, how in the world did you do this? Where you coming at this with very limited to no sponsors and you have made it to the, to the pinnacle of the sport. Uh, Man, how, how did from a fishing perspective, how, how did you train yourself? How did you pull this off? Uh, yeah, so we'll just do the whole story here. So I fished some, we'll just start, we'll start at the college level basically because that's kind of where my career kick started. I've always, I've always wanted to fish the Elite Series. That's something I've always wanted to do since I was five years old. Uh, I've always known this is what I wanted to do. I had no, There was no other option for me. Um you know, growing up, people would ask me what I wanted to do for a living. I'm like, I will fish Bassmaster Elite Series. And I'm like, no, realistically, what do you want? I'm like, no, that's it. I don't yeah. want to do anything else. Uh, you know, uh, grew up in East Central Ohio, moved to Tennessee about Chattanooga, Tennessee, about uh, it's been nine or ten years ago. Um, a big reason for that was to give myself me a better opportunity to do this for a living to expand my fishing uh just give me more experiences on different styles of water because you know to be honest fishing in ohio wasn't it's not very good uh, where, where, where did up, you where'd you fish <laughs> in ohio i grew up in east central ohio a little lake called tappan lake clendenning lake they're 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 small tiny little lakes they don't have many bass in them uh, it's, <laughs> there are no bass in Ohio unless you get up to Lake Erie. That's right. There ain't nowhere anywhere's good in Ohio as long as it's Lake Erie. Uh, no. Um, yeah, moved to Tennessee. Uh, fished some stuff in, in high school. Didn't do a whole lot with it. I'd rather I fished BFLs as a co angler. Learned a lot that way. I uh, was fortunate enough to know some guys that went to Bryan College there in Dayton that I went to high school with. Um, uh, they were fortunate enough to get me a scholarship at Brian. Well, I went to Brian there my freshman year, hated it. I was actually going to drop out. Um, I just, I hated school as much as it wasn't the fishing. The fishing part was great. That's why I went there to fish, but I hated the, I hated the school. Um, so I, I, me and my partner qualified for the Bassmaster National Championship, and I was, uh, I had, like, I had quit and was working a full time job at that point, and I was working at Amazon actually, uh, and for, I worked there for six weeks, and from the very first day, I'm like, I instantly regretted dropping out of school. I'm like, well, this was stupid. Huh. Like, I gotta, I gotta get back somehow. And for six weeks, I'm like, the only way I knew I could get back was if I won the national championship. That was the only way they would let me back. 
And for six weeks, I walked around that warehouse and talked myself into winning that national championship. Uh, me and my partner went up there and won the national championship. Uh, it's one of those deals I've never, I've, I've never had the feeling since then. I've never had it before. I knew I was going to win that tournament before I ever got there and made a cast. Wow. I don't I don't know how to describe it. I knew I was going to win before I ever got there. I've never had that feeling. Where since. was that? Where was that event again? That that was uh, the Bemidji Chain of Lakes in Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, okay. I think that Chain of Lakes actually starts the Mississippi River. Pretty sure, if I remember correctly. But won that. Turned around the next week and won the Classic bracket. Qualified for the Classic. Uh, qualified to fish in all the opens that year. You know, got to fish in all the opens in 2018. Uh, man, it was, it was, a lot. I had so much fun fishing the opens there in 18. I learned so much fishing wise and uh, everything was great at school. And then all, all that stuff, I got to fish classic. As far as I know, I'm the youngest guy to ever fish in the classic. I can't, as far as I've been told, I am. I was 19 when I fished the classic there in 2018 uh, that Jordan Lee won there at Lake Hartwell. Um, yeah, I got, like I say, I got to fish all the opens. That was a lot of fun. Once, once all that ended, it was back to, back to school. And uh, so now you're taking a... school seriously. You're like, <laughs> I saw yeah. what working at the Amazon warehouse is like, and uh, you know, you, you decided to get recommitted to school. That's, that's, that's a pretty significant event. Yeah, I, I recommitted for a year anyway, and then so anyway, uh, all the college stuff went away for me, and then the, I think whoever won that year, he took over, and uh, I kind of like I had like like I was saying, I had so much fun fishing the opens. I was like, man, I I want to fish the opens again. Like I, I've I've had enough of the college stuff. Uh, so I, actually, I ended up dropping out again, uh, which. It was, I had a big falling out with the school anyway. So, um, so I dropped out. I, I got another full time job working for Coca Cola. I worked that job for two years. I sat all of 2019 out. I didn't fish anything. I sat 2019 out and saved as much money as I could. I fished one division of the Opens in 20. Uh, I think that was when it was. It was two divisions then. I think it was the what, Eastern Northerns and Southerns. Yeah, I think I fished the Southern Division that year. <clears throat> Had a rough year. Um, jump back in the jump back in for two divisions in 2021. That was when it went back to uh, to three divisions. I fished the Southerns and signed up for the Southerns and Centrals. Started off. The year at the Harris Chain, I finished fourth there. Went to Douglas there a few months later, finished 11th there. So I was leading the points in the Southerns with one left. And I knew I, I knew then I had a shot at the Elite Series. So like at that point, I was saving money like crazy just because I knew I had a shot. And uh, I think I think I had a fish one central. I think I only had in between the, the. I think the I only had one tournament in between the second and third Southern Open, so I had like a 
like a six, like a five month break to sit there and think about it. And I think I fished one open at Pickwick. I think I had a decent tournament there. I was, I was actually leading the overall points after three or four tournaments in the opens that year. And I tried to try to get into the other division and they wouldn't let me in. <coughs> Excuse me. And Whoa. go ahead. I was just going to say you're you're battling in the opens, right? And you're you're having some success. You're eventually going to make it into the elites where you are now. But how how are you training? Like, uh, how are you developing your skill set during during this time? Because, I mean, just jumping in the tournaments is is one thing. But man, you got to you got to separate yourself. Are you are you you know, how, how is it? Are you doing lots of research? Are you fishing every day? How are you getting your skills to the level they need to be? No, I fish. I fish pretty much every day I can for the most, for the most part. It's not as much, I don't get to fish as much now as I used to, but there for, from pretty much 2018 to last year, I fished every, pretty much every day I could. And for, you know, if it was two hours, great. If it was all day, that was great too. Just, right. I spent as much time on the water as I possibly could. That's... And, then, and then there in 20, mid, early 2021, I, I started, actually, I started guiding full time. So I, I was able to spend, I was spending pretty much seven days a week on the water. For Do you think that helped a day. Was, yeah, was yeah. guiding an asset? It, it, yeah, it was at that time. It was for me. I, I learned a lot in that aspect that I, of being able to adjust because, um, you learn quickly in guiding that not everyone can do the things you can do. So you, <laughs> we were just talking about that. <laughs> so you learn that, okay, you, I'm going to have to adjust how these guys are fishing or how I'm fishing a certain spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you learn you learn a lot about being able to adjust and, and tr- trusting your gut on things. Yeah, I've, I yep. learned a I learned a lot about that that aspect of the sport just just from guiding. Being on the water every day, and I've done that too. Is it, it does it it helps with your decision making process, like you say, trust your gut. I guess that's the same. Uh, just a different way to say it is you just uh, you learn that it's you're adjusting every single moment of every day. Yeah, you, you're just you're so much more in tune with what's going on. So you just kind of it's almost become second nature. Well, what what would your wheelhouse be now? You talked to us about deep cranking and you spoke and you talked at Bash you about that. Um, is that your is that your dominant strength? What What are your strengths? anymore i feel like i'm pretty i've become pretty decent at everything but if i had to pick one i'm still uh i'm still an offshore guy i this year this 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 summer actually as far as the ledge stuff goes i caught maybe 10 bass on a crankbait the rest was all on finesse stuff with with live scope either an eco rig or tight lining or whatever it was all honestly right now the strength of my game is live scope but i feel like that's a lot of guys that's just just the way the sport is right now is that just a pressure thing like on the on the tennessee river it's just hard to hard to fish them with a crankbait these days yeah i think so i think it's i think it's a lot of pressure but also at the same time i they just i I don't i don't really to be honest i don't really know because i know i know several guys that caught them really good on a crankbait this summer that and i i didn't so i it's 
I just think they were honestly. I think they were biting really good this summer because it was this Chickamauga fish as good as I've ever seen it this summer. Wow. To be to be fair, I hadn't heard that about Chickamauga for a while. It, it's great to hear that it's because the fishing pressure had seemed to you know come down hard on that in the last few years. It's great to hear it's doing so well. Yeah, man. It. it it, it was down there for, for a while, and for whatever reason, this summer, it was it was as good as I've seen out there probably ever. It, it was the amount of four and five pounders you caught was unbelievable. Like if you didn't if you didn't have between twenty and twenty five pounds, it was uh, it was you were having a bad day. Wow, that's awesome. Well, you're forward facing. You're using the finesse techniques. Uh, that seemed to be the wave of the future. I saw a lot of the EQ guys using big jigs and 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 swim baits like glides, and they're starting uh, to come on with that. But uh, but so what are your your? We were just talking with Brian Schmidt, and he's got some amazing finesse techniques that he's using for it. Uh, so you're a Nico, a Demiki. You got any like fuzzy cubes or any of those that weird stuff that uh, guys are throwing? I haven't got into any of that stuff yet. I I haven't had the need to. I've caught them just fine with the with the Demiki and a, I mean a Demiki really. I haven't really a drop shot, a Nico, a little swim bait. It's been it's been simple stuff for me. I don't. I just it's probably a confidence thing as much as anything I've played around with the, with the hover rig some, and I, I caught some been catching some here lately on that. Actually, I've uh, been having a lot of fun playing with that and playing with different style baits and bigger baits and, and stuff with, with that technique. So that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Well, what it's a uh, constantly changing and we're learning so much about it. And, uh, uh, it's obviously one of one of your strengths is is being a forward facing sonar. It looks like the elites this year seems like they're setting up for another season where that's going to dominate. What do you think? Yeah, I hate to break it to the forward facing sonar haters, but it's going to be a forward facing sonar year. It, it mm-hmm. is. Uh, it is. It's just going to be. You might not see it at. You're going to see it everywhere. I, I can't think of one tournament where I where I don't think it's going to play. In some wow. form or fashion. Well, tell tell me about this. Uh, we we were uh, we're seeing the, the rollover, and that, this has got to be it's got to be tough <laughs> in the elites. Like you're you're losing nine guys that kind of haven't been performing at the best of their game, and you're replacing them with I would call super studs coming out of the EQs guys that are really really good at forward facing they're really good at adjusting and 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 surviving and winning um as well as you're adding jordan lee to the mix this could be one of the toughest elite fields in quite a long time yeah it's you look at the roster and you're like oh gosh uh no it's definitely it's going to be a it's going to be a great year, guys. They're going to catch them really as maybe as good as they ever have. Uh, just the the amount of talent the Elite Series has this year, it's 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 it's, it's as good as it's been in a long time, maybe ever. Uh, it's full of guys that are they're all good. I mean, they're all good. There's no, they're, you're not going. You've never been able to get away with having a subpar day and now you're really not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get away with having an average day. So 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think the fans are gonna enjoy the year because these guys are gonna absolutely wreck them. Man, that's that's a you're really gonna have to step. Everybody's gonna have to step it up. If you want to get in that check line this year, it just got a lot harder. Yeah, for it seems like last year we didn't have 15 pounds at least. You weren't even thinking about the the cut line now it might be 16 or 17 pounds so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see and be a part of wow well if going through this process and i hope you keep with the you know keep go down this road it's working for you and we'd like to continue to follow you as you go through this um well you know advice for for the kids the high school and college kids uh um it sounds to me like you're saying, man, you, you can't do just one. You got to make sure you got to do both uh, if you're going to try to make it at this level, meaning fishing and and social media and sponsorship. Yeah, no, definitely, you know, the, the number one focus should still be on fishing because uh, at the end of the day, you're not going to make it to this level if you can't fish. So I think that should be priority number one, but you definitely need to to – Take, you know, like for me, it was taking a step out of your comfort zone and putting yourself out there for people, uh, work on your social media, do the YouTube stuff, be yourself, be true to who you are. Yeah. Uh, and people will, people will relate to that and want to be a part of that. So I think it's, there's a focus on fishing, but also dabble and, and spend some time with the social media side of things, grow your grow your following, grow your brand over there and, and, and you will set yourself up for a, uh, for a little bit easier time as far as uh, sponsors go. Well, that's great advice. And then, you know, I want to, as I, I see uh, Jocelyn's waving at me over there, we got some other people that want to ask some questions to Jacob. What do you got? With your advice to um, getting high school and college kids into the sport of fishing, what are your beliefs on, having them work a full-time job and doing pro as a secondary. So in other words, like, uh, to be able to afford, yeah, to be, be able to pro, f- continue to, be... to work full-time and, and, and balance, uh, work and fishing. What are your thoughts? I, I hope your employer sees it the same way you do. It's, it's hard to, to be a full-time professional and work a full-time job at the same time. Uh, it, for, when I was working at Coca-Cola, I had great bosses. They they were very supportive and allowed me the time off that I needed to to fish the opens and do. They pretty much let me have off what I what I wanted when I needed it. So that was if if you can find something like that, you'll be way better off. But it 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 is hard for a lot of guys to to have a full time job and also balance trying to be a full time professional. It's hard to do two things. Very, it's, very, it's very hard much. to be a full time nine to fiver, but also be a full-time fisherman because that's just as much a full-time job as, as anything else. So it's a, it's a tough, it's a, it's a fine line. If you, if you have somewhere that, that you can, you can work it out with your bosses or whatever to be able to afford the time off that you need. That's, that's awesome. That's a huge help, but that's also, it's not, it's probably not feasible. It's, it's it's hard. You probably you probably have to you probably have to be your own boss in an aspect. If you can have your own kind of business in some form or fashion, you'll be way better off. Like with me, I, I realized that it, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to me to keep asking my bosses for time off all the time. Well, all these other people didn't didn't get that. So I I I started my own guide business and was it my own boss and 
made my own schedule and got to do something I love. So if you can find, find a way to do something to, to fish and, and make money in some capacity, you'll be, you'll be better off that way. How did you do that? How did you get yourself established as a guide? So I just kind of leveraged what I did in, in the college, uh, college series, the national championship and stuff like that. Cause a lot of people locally knew me from that. So it was easy to get my foot in the door with, with clients that way. And then once that kind of take, once that took off, it was all word of mouth from there. Those guys were able to do that. And a lot of it was advertising on the Facebook, like Chickamauga has a bunch of fishing forums and stuff like that. So it was just getting on there and advertising through, through that. Gotcha. Well, it's uh, it's interesting, and it's a great question. Who asked that question? The His name was Jake. Jake asking Jacob. <laughs> Jake asking Jacob. The the you know, it's tough if you're working full time, or at least part time, trying to compete with guys that are fishing every single minute of every day to <laughs> develop their skill set. It's you're you're giving up half that time. Um, you know, right. obviously that's going to be a, a, a much harder road to hoe, uh, trying to maintain a, a career, a, a bit of job of some kind, and then competing with the best on the planet that are doing nothing but eating and sleeping and fishing. Um, man, that's, that, that's a, that's a tough one, but mm -hmm. you know, that's where the finances get in the way, you know, without, without a serious, uh, stable of sponsorships, it's, it's, it, you gotta have, you have to do something like that, but. What do you got? Jeffrey Young made a good point. He's, he, he's saying with the new streaming and TV coverage, should they at least cover the entry fees for the top levels? That's, that's, there's a big question, right? We've, uh, Jacob, we've been, you know, there's been, you know, talk of this since the beginning, since I started back in the 1700s uh about the the cost of entry fees and whether or not you know we should be paying them the the bass pro tour for about a year and a half eliminated entry fees at the top level and um you know in in i think in, in a perfect world in order for that sport in order for guys to be able to compete like jacob that can compete freely without had that tremendous financial burden i think uh you know i i think that's that elimination of the entry fee is something that has to happen. What do you think, Jacob? I, I agree for sure. I definitely think they could do it if they wanted to. Um, but to, I'm not, I'm not informed enough to, to say a whole lot on it. I, I wish we didn't have entry fees. I think they could do it if they really wanted to, will they ever do it? That is to be seen. Uh, I think, I think at some point along the way, you'll see them go away, but uh, I don't think you'll see it anytime in the next five years. Yeah, it's that that's a tough one, especially in with what's going on with the economy right now. Everything's fractured. The fishermen are got fractured. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's a big question, but a great right. question. Uh, that's one that, that we've been wrestling with since this sport wrestling with since this sport got started. Uh, Jacob, thanks so much, man. We appreciate you uh, hanging with us and 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 look forward to seeing uh you know what you're going to be talking about next on on your social and i wish you the best luck this season and in the sponsor hunt i hope things uh, uh i hope things go your way we look forward to rooting for you out on tour this year yeah man thanks for having me on i appreciate you guys letting me come on here and share and uh i'm definitely looking forward to the year i think it's going to be a good year i've got a good feeling about it and uh 
it's uh it's an ex- it's it's a hard time but it's also a very exciting time too i i still enjoy enjoy bass fishing as much as i ever have so i'm looking forward to getting the year started that's where it all starts the that that love that drive that desire and it's clear that you have it and uh best of luck thanks so much for being with us today yeah man appreciate it all right man that was uh it's eye-opening to a lot of people that yeah. it costs a hundred thousand dollars to get out there and compete, and there's so much involved uh, with trying to make that happen. What you know, require you need sponsorship because mm-hmm. you need to pay those entry fees, and uh, right. it's it's just a heavy burden, you know. Yeah, you got to do both, man. I mean, you got to be able to catch them first. Time on the water is always king. It will always be king. Learning how to catch them, learning how to trigger bass, make them bite, getting them in the boat. That's always going to be the top priority. But the facts to the matter are, and, you know, it. I guess it's kind of to I, I can see where Jacob's coming from. Right. He's a kid from from Ohio, transplants to Tennessee. All he wants to do is fish. All he wants to do is is make it to the Elite Series. His head's down. He's grinding the whole way. And everybody's just telling him, just keep learning how to catch him. Keep learning how to catch him. Keep learning how to catch him. Well, if that's all you're focusing on is keep learning how to catch him. And you don't have, like, like I, you know, when, when we walk into the office every day, we immediately recognize the power of promotion, the power of branding, the power of social media because of, you know, where we, where we work and where we are. But, like, for for a kid in Minnesota that's doing nothing but focusing on fishing, I get it. I can see how maybe they, he, he, he wouldn't be as tuned into, to, to knowing that you got to have a sponsorship alignment. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, there's a lot of relatable stuff there for a lot of guys. Um, and, and, uh, and it's what you love. Like you love the sport of fishing. You want to absorb yourself in it. And, uh, it's just the nature of, I guess, life and businesses. You have to be multifaceted, um as rich is taking a picture of a puppy on the side of the <laughs> side of the broadcast here the um <laughs> it, it's it's a big deal i'm i'm reaching over the um hi to fiona hi puppy dog yeah bring bring her into the shot hi, fiona. this is fiona <laughs> we now hi, have sweetie. a puppy on bash you live everybody right. fiona would you like a headset yes would you like a headset <laughs> she she would like to purely concentrate on treats yes <laughs> i don't think she wants to be able to dialogue on the show but uh guys we're gonna take a quick commercial break we're gonna be giving away some free stuff uh hope you were paying attention because we talked about it a lot and uh we're gonna take a quick commercial break we'll be right back after this underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. 
that are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in the tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod i found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Portland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915. to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie Eyewear, built for the pros. Priced for everyone. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're paying attention because we've got a uh, we've got some uh, we've we've got a cool question we're going to ask, giving away some excellent TH Marine products today. Yep, grand prize question is going into the Bash University chat board right now, so everybody's got a chance. There it goes. Justin, the Rock Crusher, has just uploaded <laughs> the question. Right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Dan <laughs> Allen is like, come on. He's got to have the room bugged. Dan Allen got that. Man, he's, so he's a fast. killer. Dude, he's... Dan Allen, make sure you got your social media in check. You guys got... Places. You guys got to figure out how to scramble Dan's signal. If you <laughs> to even have a shot at this. That's incredible. And Dan, fair and square, gets the W. He was 19 years old when he fished his first classic. That is extremely young and... Uh, I guess it is the youngest. I don't know that to be a fact, but if he's not the youngest, he's certainly in the top few. Yeah, that was that was uh, amazing win on the in the collegiate level. So um, congratulations, Mister Allen. Again, we better see you in Texas. Um, That's right. I hope we do. Um, a lot going on with uh, our holiday deals, and a lot of guys. I I just had uh, one of my uh, one of my Jake's buddies, his father came to me and said, my son wants all this fishing stuff for Christmas. Can you help me? And uh, I'm like, boy, do I have some deals for you. 
So well, we have our our lovely sponsors have some really amazing deals yeah. going on right now. Cash and Rods has their friends and family sale, ten uh, percent Element series. 15% off core and caching kayak series and 20% off the icon and John Cruz series. Um, we also have head over to tackle direct. They're having their 26th anniversary, uh, 15% off purchase. And they have some really good aqua view deals. There's about a hundred dollars to 150 to $200 off some aqua view cameras. Awesome. Cortland line is 50% That's a great gift. off the warehouse and 40% off fair play. And they have free shipping within the U S um, hummingbird. They have get $600 off a helix nine or 10. When you purchase a qualifying model and get $500 off when you purchase a qualifying mega live imaging, mm, uh, Hobie eyewear, this is a really, really good deal. If you buy one pair, you get 15% off. If you buy two pairs, you get 25% off. And if you buy three, you get 35% off. Wow. It's the perfect time to go and, get and some stuff. Because you need multiple pairs in order to yeah, deal with the off. different conditions. Well, that too. <laughs> I so, was thinking about light and water <laughs> penetration, Jocelyn. So this is this not is, falling in. Whoa, Dan this Allen is great. Dan, Dan, he really does take notes. Yeah. So like we say, take make sure you take notes, jot everything down. He said he had all these notes written down. St. Clair had to place top 50 to get a check or he had to go home. No money home. Like no tapping Woodcliffe in Ohio, Amazon six weeks, Coca-Cola two years, age 19 <laughs> wow. classic, Chickamauga offshore, 10 bass deep cranking, Nico Demiki tight line <laughs> drop shot, Nico cover it. That's impressive. It is. And St. Chris is saying he does the same thing, taking notes. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's awesome, guys. Got to take notes. Yep. We also good have stuff. like and share winner is Timothy Grinder. Yo, Thank Timothy you. Grinder. We're entering into a grinder's time of year for fishing. That's right. And for our sub of the week, we got sub of the week of the year. We got Lenny Speed rocking the Yo, Len. hat. And that's I on think, the bay. I think all of us have caught a fish off that spot. Probably. That's on the bay right there. Nice yep. one, Lenny. Yep. Lenny, Lenny the founder of man. Elite Force Bassmasters. What up? Yep. Nice fish. Keep catching. Nice. Nice. And, Thanks uh, for sending sending that in. Keep sending those yeah, pictures. DM them to me on Instagram. That's the best best way I I can get them. Send us your pictures with your Bash University hat, uh, and we will feature you as uh, angler of the week. That's right. Sub of the week. Sub of the week. Sub of the week. I wanted to take a quick mention about Bass Blaster. They just did a really nice special with Dan from Rapala on Crush City. Ooh, Crush City, you'll get it done. Top five, what took place to make these baits. So it's a good article to check out. That that Crush City Bronco bug called a couple fish for us. Mm -hmm. His favorite is the Crush City Freeloader. Yeah, it's a sweet little little bait that you can – Used with forward-facing sonar, throwing the back of a chatterbait. Yeah, it's it is it is awesome, and that yeah that bronco bug was uh, featured on my flipping seminar, yeah. guys. You're gonna see that in action. Check out Crush City baits. They're uh, man, you're gonna love them. There's some very very unique and effective designs. Uh, a lot of them coming out of the brain of Jacob Wheeler uh, and influence that way. So uh, so you definitely want to go check them out. They are awesome stuff and uh shout out to jay at the bass blaster he keeps showing up on my social feeds (laughs) as well guys uh, it's going to be uh i I hope you all have a great thanksgiving i'm really looking forward to it uh 
I'm getting my family together. I get to see uh, I get to see my mom and dad. We got turkey. We got stuffing. We got Riz with the turkey on his head, and I love it. Turkey head. <laughs> and want to want to wish you guys all the best. I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys this year out at our classes. And uh, it's a, it's just a great week. It's a great holiday. Enjoy it. Thanks for watching. We will see you next week with another episode of Bash University Live. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>